Hi everyone, Troy Sage here and this is Real Estate Talk. In these episodes of Real Estate Talk on our podcast, we will be interviewing lenders, realtors, and about anything and everything to do with real estate. So stay tuned for this episode. So here we are, my friend, on our wonderful Real Estate Talk uh, podcast, video cast, so on and so forth. Vinny, you are our premier lender in pretty much all of the greater Phoenix area. So Vinny, tell me a Tell me and the audience a little bit about who you are, what you do, who you work for. Thanks for having me, Troy. And I work for People's Mortgage out in Gilbert, Arizona, in a little branch right off the 202. And a lot of the stuff that I do in my free time is play hockey. I've been playing hockey since I was seven years old. It's kind of my getaway from all this work and chaos that we have. And I was a goalie from the start, and I actually just changed over to playing out a little bit so I can enjoy it a little bit more and avoid getting hit, hit in the head with pucks. Awesome. You know, I love when I get to interview people and they take their time uh, to come in the studios here. And uh, so talk to me a little bit about hockey. So you were a goalie, and now what are you doing? I'm playing out, playing forward, a little bit of defense here and there, but just enjoy life, man, you know, just having fun with it and not stressing out over playing because we have a lot of stress in our lives when it comes to the day-to-day work of real estate. Absolutely. And, you know, real estate or lending is what we do, but who we are is really important to the general public. Um, A lot of people don't understand outside of our normal workday who we truly are as people. So um, I've known you for a long time before you even got into uh, doing lending, and it's, it's really a pleasure to be able to work with you. One of the things that is um, I've always admired about you is the fact of, of your work ethic. And I think maybe that could be attributed to, uh, to, to your hockey career as a kid. Oh yeah. No, I mean, we're built from the start and kind of moving forward in life. I think it really shifts how we are and who we work for and what we do throughout our lives. So that base of being on the commitment of hockey and working hard, and it really has driven me to have that translate over to my professional career. Absolutely. I think there's, uh, there's determination and that the word that you use was commitment. And there's so many people in life that they don't understand that word, especially when it comes to, um, working. It is a huge commitment because you're a lender and I'm a real estate broker. And there's a huge commitment, not only to our clients, but to our career and staying educated and all the things in which we have to do on a daily basis. Oh yeah, of course. I can totally agree with that. And not to mention the commitment when it comes to the hours of work. Awesome. And, and I'll tell you what, I'd love to play hockey with you, but I'm getting old and I'd probably get hurt. We want to, we want to keep you safe out there, Troy. I don't want to be visiting you in the hospital. Yeah, I, I greatly appreciate that. So let's talk a little bit about, um, uh, we have home buyers. Arizona market is super hot. Home buyers, I always have a million questions. So let's start with, let's pretend I'm a buyer. And the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to contact you and talk me a little bit about debt to income ratios and how that kind of works. So debt to income ratio is really your monthly liabilities added up plus your future housing payment that you're going to occur when you get into your new house. So what you're looking at is what is actually on your credit report is going to be things like your car payment, your student loans, and then your minimum monthly payment on your credit cards. So things like your cell phone bill and your utilities are not going to be on your credit report. We do not count those against you. So in in thinking of debt to income ratios, um, 
give me an idea of some numbers. So if, if I'm a first-time home buyer and I want to buy my first home, uh, where do I need to be in regards to debt to income? I think you're always safe at the nice little 45% mark of your gross income. So 45% of your gross income can go towards your housing payment and your housing payment and your monthly liabilities. So liabilities, like you said, credit cards, student loans, exactly. car payments. Uh, if someone went out and bought furniture on a one of those fancy zero financing for a year or whatever. No, don't do that. Yeah. Do so, not do that. So 45% of a buyer's income can be uh, dedicated to their outstanding debt plus their mortgage payment. Correct. And, and I would think that that's safe to say that it's set up for a reason this way that they're not house broke. Exactly. And there are certain programs, we can dive into that later, that do allow for you to go into a higher debt to income ratio. But safely, if you're at that 45% mark, you're going to be able to qualify for any home that you or for any mortgage that you're looking to obtain. Awesome. Predicated by how much money they make, so Ex on and so of forth. Of course, yeah. of course, yes. That, that, that's awesome. And, and really the best thing for buyers to do is to contact you so that you can run the numbers to let them know kind of what they can and can't afford. Yeah, exactly. And then that way you don't fall, you and fall, your buyers don't fall in love with a house that they really can't afford because there's nothing more heartbreaking than finding a house that you truly love and then you get down to the wire and you really can't afford to get into the house. And equally as important, we've worked with buyers where uh, I'll make up numbers. They can afford a $300,000 home and they think they can only afford a two fifty. And there's a huge spread between two fifty dollars and $300,000 in the greater Phoenix area. Oh yeah, no, exactly. And that's also maybe that extra bedroom that you need for a home office or the child that you have on the way. So, I mean, it's definitely good to know where you stand with your finances. And also when you're doing that pre-check with me, I'm going to be able to figure out if there's a way that we can expand your buying power by maybe adjusting your credit or kind of doing something along those lines to give you more buying power. Perfect. So you mentioned credit. So let's talk about credit a little bit. Um, and, and I know we're talking first time home buyers here quite a bit, but for any buyer, there are uh, specific guidelines in place for minimum credit scores or FICO scores. Can we talk about that a little bit? Uh, yes. So generally speaking, there's always some odd programs out there, but for the most, the lowest credit score you can have is a 580. And I would say 580, you have a couple dings on it, a 30 day late here or there. I mean, it's not the best credit score, but it's not the worst credit score you can have, but you can obtain a home with a 580 FICO. And that's great news because we talk to buyers every day and some buyers like, well, you know, my credit's only like 600 and at 600, there may be a program for them to actually be able to afford a home. Yeah, no, there definitely is. I mean, we can we can obtain a house doing a 600 FICO credit, but a lot of times there's a easy way to push that credit up to a 640 just by paying off some utilizations on the credit cards and things like that. So there are there's tons of options. Yeah, and, and equally as important as, as you and I have dealt in the past, there's rapid rescores. There's all kinds of stuff we can do in regards to the credit. Um, stuff can get cleaned up in, in, a, in a rather expedient way. Uh, I think a lot of the general public thinks, oh, my gosh, I have 600 credit score and I can't ever afford a home. It's going to take me two or three years to do so. And in some cases it might, but in other cases, I know you worked with us on a, on a couple of deals recently this year. 
that they were right on the verge of not being able to afford it. And within a short period of time, we made it happen. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So one of the key things in working with um, working with a good lender like yourself is a buyer needs to reach out to you, be transparent, let you know exactly what they're paying on every month, and then you look at their credit, and from there you can walk them down that path to actually getting a loan and buying a home. Yeah, exactly. I mean, getting the scores dialed in, going over their income, their gross income, and really just getting a generalized overall picture of your financial finances is really is what's going to allow us to figure out what options we have and what programs work best for you. Absolutely. And one of the things that we discuss with buyers all the time when they're hesitant to get pre-approved, uh, which is different than a pre-qualification, but we won't get into that right now, is the, the pre-approval, if, they, if they're not approved for a loan, they're afraid to have their, their credit hit. Well, they wouldn't be approved anyways. Exactly. So if there's a little ding on their credit now, at least then you can establish a game plan with them to get their credit where it needs to be for them to afford the home in which they want. Exactly. And a credit report is actually good for four months, 120 days. So if you're a couple months out, perfect. That gives us some time to see if there's a way we can save you more money for when you buy that house in three months. And we won't have to repull your credit and give you another ding. That's perfect. So it's establishing that game plan. Uh, yep. Agents on my team and clients I've worked with hear me say that all the time. We establish a game plan and we attack that game plan. And it's never too soon to get qualified. So in, in regards to qualifications, let's talk about the different types of loans that are available for buyers. Because 30-some years ago when I first started this journey in real estate, there was VA, FHA, conventional. And if you didn't have a bunch of money, you weren't buying a home. So talk to me about the different loans. So you have your VA loans, you have your FHA loans, conventional, and jumbo loans. So those are really the four major types of loans that you're going to have. And VA, obviously, they have to be active military or honorably discharged or retired. Right? It, yes, exactly. So they have to have a certificate of eligibility. Yep. Um, FHA, correct me if I'm wrong, has always been the lowest amount of down payment possible to help people get a home. Well, actually, now that has changed where they do have conventional programs that is just 3% down, where FHA is a minimum of 3.5% down. So somebody can come to you and only put 3% down on a conventional loan. Yes, without using down payment assistance, they can have a minimum of 3% down and get into a home for that cheap. That's amazing because I'll tell you, when I started this, and we talked about ratios before, when I first started real estate, it was 28-36 was the ratios, 28% for your housing and 36% for housing and all liabilities. So wow. it was hard to buy a home. With the new programs in place, in just the past few years, it's super affordable and not that difficult to buy a home. Uh, we were talking off air and we were talking about the difference in rent to buy. A lot of times what's happening right now, in, uh, especially in Arizona, the rent is so high, it's actually cheaper for people to purchase. Yeah, and I don't know the specifics on the rental details, but realistically, when you get into the security deposit, everything like that, you could really use down payment assistance and have a little, I think it would probably come down to a little bit higher of a monthly payment, but then you own the home yourself and you're building that equity. Yeah, right, and you're getting the, um, the tax write-off. Exactly, yes. So you mentioned down payment assistance a couple times. Let's, um, let's expand on that a little bit because it's a unheard of kind of thing. It's, there's, a, there's been a lot of push on social media. There's been a lot of push 
on all kinds of media outlets, down payment, buy money, uh, buy a property, no money down, buy a property and have your down payment given to you. And, and, and some of it's real and some of it's not. So talk to me and, and our viewers and listeners about down payment assistance. So down payment assistance has, it relates to everything we already have talked about here, credit, debt to income ratio, it all kind of falls into place. So when we're going over this, we're gonna look at it, but down payment assistance has a 640 minimum FICO score that you have to have to qualify for the loan. And then also a maximum, there are variances, but majority of the down payment assistance program have a max debt to income ratio of 45%. Awesome, and that's gonna sound very uh, Greek or a different language to some of our um, viewers and our listeners. So again, the key thing is to contact you and um, you can walk them through the process of what they can and can't do. Yep. Correct? Yeah, exactly. And what I do for my borrowers is once we have this conversation, we talk about their assets, what they have in their bank account, and we get their credit information, monthly liabilities, I can put together three different scenarios that might work for them, and then they can pick which one feels most comfortable to them because they're going to they're going to be the ones living in the home and making the payments. So I always like to give people the options that they have available to them. And that's awesome. I mean, I, I think the general public has a misconception that they talk to a lender and there's going to be one program. And I love the fact that you are able to to lay out one, two, three, four different options possibly, and say which one suits your needs the best. They get the final decision. Exactly. Um, one of the things I, I heard, and please confirm with me, that there are down payment assistant programs that are truly free money. It's like a grant, right? Exactly. So talk to us about that. So just on a note though, down payment assistance programs are constantly changing. So they might not always be available, but the current ones that we have, the down payment assistance is a three year forgivable grant that is a silent second on your home. So what that means is you're not paying interest on this loan or anything like that. And let's say, let's throw a little scenario in there. Bob and Lee, then Lee ends up selling the house in three and a half years and he used the down payment assistance to initially get his house. Lee's gonna be able to walk in and he doesn't have to pay that money back because it's after the three year period that he had the loan for the down payment assistance. So there's a three year limit or a, a three year minimum. So yes. if, if Lee buys a home and stays in there three and a half years and they sell the property, that equity, it comes right in their pocket. Exactly. That sounds like a great tool that people can use to say, I'm going to buy a home, use down payment assistance, stay for three to five years, sell the property, and they never make a payment on that down payment assistance. Oh, yeah. And it gets even better because there's actually ways with the appreciation rate in Phoenix is roughly around four to four to eight percent, you would say. But between four and eight, depending on what area. Depending on the area, of course. But let's say even if you have a four percent appreciation rate and you use a down payment assistance, we can actually do a refinance in two years and basically pay back that down payment assistance money and then lower your monthly payments. So then you only have a higher interest rate for those couple of years versus waiting out the full three and a half years. Which is awesome. Or like you said earlier, the other route is they just stay there for three and a half years, never refinance when they sell the home. That second is forgiven, correct? Exactly. That's an awesome program. One of the things that I've learned, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that some of these programs have limited funds. Yes, that is correct. It all depends on the program, and 
that's that's just case by case scenario because it's always a question of who falls into those programs as well. So that would be one thing that I would let my borrowers know about when we're talking about this and let them know that it is a limited funds for this program. Yeah, and the bottom line is they just need to reach out to you, fill an application, you'll walk them through the process, then you can show them their different options. And the beauty and what's going on in our market right now is there's so many options for people to choose from they don't have to get stuck thinking they have to have 20, 25% down. They're never going to get to own a property. I mean, real estate is a tangible investment, unlike the stock market, unlike precious metals. They get to use this and build equity with it. And even if the market were to crash, which I don't believe it will, they get to live in that property. Exactly. And rates are also historically low compared to what they were in the 1990s when there was 12% interest rates, you had a balloon payment after five years. Now you're looking at 30 years and interest rates are by the four, four and a half, three and a half percent. I mean, it's yeah. just an affordable time to get into a house and start building equity and letting your money work for itself. Absolutely. And, and uh, we've talked about this a lot off camera. Um, I, I want to thank you very, very much for being um, who you are. I respect you and I appreciate the work in which you do with our buyers. Um, I absolutely um, admire your dedication. So you're definitely a top-notch guy. I appreciate you being on the show and um, let's do some more business. That sounds like a plan, Troy. Thanks for having me. I appreciate being here. Awesome. Thank you. Have a great one. This is Troy Sage with Real Estate Talk. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please reach out and email them or give me a call. I appreciate you watching the video. Please subscribe, and as always, make it a great day.